I'm standing outside the church in the church garden and I want to give a message for this very special day, Easter Sunday. And the message is based on three parts really. One, I want to tell a story. Secondly, I want to give a testimony. And thirdly, I want to give a future hope that I have. First, the story. In the late 1940s and early 1950s, there was a radio program called The Brains Trust. And the program was very much based on the, the similar format to what we see today in our Any Questions. There was a panel of experts and then a chairman and then questions from an invited audience. Now, a regular appearance as a panelist came from a man called Professor C.J. Jode. And he became quite famous from this program because he was quite a, a humorous man and a very witty man, and obviously, obviously being a professor, a very clever man. And whenever he was asked a question, he would answer in this way, well, it all depends on what you mean by. So on one occasion, this question came to the panelists, and it was this. If you were to ask a question and you knew that the answer you would give would be a totally factual, honest, trustworthy answer, what question would you ask? Now I'm just going to pause there for a few moments and ask you to think about that question for yourselves as well. Well, when it came to Professor Jode's turn to uh, put his question that he would ask, he said this, I would ask the question, did Jesus really rise from the dead? Now, the uh, chairman of the panel got a bit edgy about this particular question because it's taken the program into a bit of a, a religious direction. But he, he managed to cope with the, you know, the, that kind of thing and he then asked Professor Jode, why do you ask that particular question? And Professor Jode said this, because if Jesus did rise from the dead, it changes everything. And that was a brilliant answer, because he's right. If Jesus did rise from the dead, it does absolutely change everything. Now, Professor Jode, at that moment, when he asked that question, he was not a Christian. But later on, he did become a Christian after studying evidence for the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. We've been going through, in the book of Acts, a series of studies, and I hope you have noticed that the, the resurrection, the preaching of the resurrection, is central to Paul's gospel preaching. And Professor Jode went away and he looked at the evidence for the resurrection and he found it all made sense and he became a Christian. Easter Sunday has a very special place in my heart for obvious reasons, Jesus rose from the dead. But also it's on an Easter Sunday was when I first, as it were, committed myself to Jesus as my own Lord and Saviour. I'd like to tell you how that took place. I was in my early 20s and I was going out dating the daughter of a local Baptist minister. Now I was certainly not a Christian, 
I'd grown up in a non-Christian home, but with very caring and loving parents. And church was totally outside my experience. But I knew her father was not very pleased about his daughter going out with me. But to keep the peace, on occasions I went along to church. And I felt I ought to go along to church on Easter day. I didn't go in the morning, but I went to the Easter day evening service. Now the service normally started at 6.30, um, but I crept in at seven o'clock. I crept in at seven o'clock because I didn't like the first half hour, which was basically singing hymns from the 19th and early 20th century music style I did not like. You have to remember, on the previous night, I'd been playing in a band, playing Eric Clapton songs and status quo songs and dire straits songs, and uh, church music did very little for me. So there I am listening to this man begin his sermon at seven o'clock on Easter Sunday evening. And what he did on that particular night, he marshaled together all the uh, evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. He went through it bit by bit, the gospel stories, how the disciples had radically changed from being scared men after the death and resurrection, after, after the, the crucifixion of Jesus. After his resurrection, they became bold and uh, joyful and they went out to the whole known world and preached the death and resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection transformed them. And the, the early church, the resurrection took central place in, in lots of their activities, in their songs, and uh, so on. And he went through all this, and I sat there kind of mesmerized in a sense. I listened intently because it all started to make sense to me. And at the end of this particular sermon, I still remember the words 40 odd years on, uh, and he said this, in the resurrection of Jesus, God Almighty confronts us with shattering directness. I think originally they were the words of a man called John Stott, a well-known Anglican writer and uh, preacher. And uh, so those words he ended with. And I found myself sitting basically in the back row of the church, thinking to myself, all this makes sense. I was convicted of the, the reality of the resurrection of Jesus, that it did happen. But then uh, a doubt came into my mind very quickly. If that's true, and I have to become a Christian to embrace that truth, I'm gonna to have to make a lot of changes in my life. I'm going to have to change my behavior, uh, my attitudes, my values. I'm gonna to have to turn everything upside down. And I knew that that would be a big challenge. I knew that Deep down, was I really willing to, um, to make that, that, that change? And then a voice came into my mind as I was beginning to kind of walk away from the conviction of the Spirit about the resurrection of Jesus. A voice came into my mind saying, whatever you do with the evidence before you, Charles, it does not change the fact that what you have heard is the truth, the truth of the resurrection of Jesus. And that, that moment, as it were, I gave in to God. I had to spend a lot of time thinking through 
all the theology of the cross, why did Jesus die, the resurrection of Jesus, the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, all those kind of things I had to work my way through. And I did find church quite difficult because of the, the very different style of music and how things were done. But God, by his grace, got me through that first year and a half and uh, cut a long story short, uh, I got baptised in that time and uh, got involved in church life. I was an accountant, but after a couple of years I decided that God did not want me in the accountancy profession for all my life. I went to theological college, got a degree in theology and then became a minister in the Baptist denomination. And that's where I've been ever since. So, a story, Professor Jode, a testimony. Over the past 15 years or so, I've been reading a lot uh, of books and articles and listening to lectures and sermons by a well-known uh, theologian called uh, N.T. Wright. He was the Bishop of Durham for many, many years. He went to, I think, Aberdeen University, um, no, St. Andrews University in Scotland, and is now back in Oxford uh, doing what he's, he does best, preaching and teaching uh, to um, vast audiences. N.T. Wright has a very interesting um, understanding of the resurrection of Jesus. And it's this, that the resurrection of Jesus is not just about life after death for the believers of, of Jesus. It's much more than that. Yes, at one level, it's about life after death. We have hope for the future. But N.T. Wright talks about the resurrection of Jesus in a much broader sense. He sees the resurrection of Jesus as God's first step in the renewal of the whole of creation. Not just individual people, but renewal of the whole of creation. And he majors much about the Old Testament, talking about the, the new heaven and the new earth. And uh, Wright says that in the resurrection of Jesus, we have God's new creation bursting forth in this resurrection of Jesus. And uh, he talks about it in, in such terms that when I read his writings and I see the resurrection of Jesus and I see God's promise of a new heaven and a new earth, I, I, I see the resurrection of Jesus in that kind of context. Yes, for individuals, hope for the future, but a hope for the whole of creation. Now, last week I did a, a funeral, and um, strange funeral because just six people in the congregation and me in the front there because of all the coronavirus um, restrictions. But I always end funerals with the words from the book of Revelation, John that John wrote, John 21, uh, Revelation 21, where it talks about new heaven and new earth. And in this new heaven and new earth, there's going to be no sea. And the sea was always a symbol for chaos that could not be controlled. But there's gonna be none of that chaos. There's gonna be no death. There's gonna be no tears. None of the things that uh, harm us today in our world as it is at the moment. None of those things will be in that new heaven and that new earth. And that's the end goal. The whole of creation, the whole of humanity renewed. And the resurrection of Jesus for me starts that whole process. God's new creation, God's renewal of all things. 
I hope that encourages you on this Easter Sunday. God bless you. Amen.